Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is HousingWire Daily. Today's episode of our Houses in Motion miniseries features an interview with Abigail Jennings, president of the brokerage Lake Norman Realty in the Charlotte area of North Carolina. During the episode, Jennings discusses the unprecedented challenges and opportunities in the Lake Norman market, including disputes between home builders and agents and record housing demand. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. TMS helps grow business for your customers, allowing you to do what you do best, continuing to build a business with raving fans. We believe that a happy customer is a referral and a customer for life. TMS is committed to building your brand through subservicing. Learn more today at subservicing.themoneysource.com. Hello, and welcome to Houses in Motion part of Housing Wire Daily, where we discuss the biggest issues in real estate. I'm Matthew Blake, Senior Real Estate Reporter with Housing Wire. Joining me today is Abigail Jennings of Lake Norman Realty. Lake Norman is about 20 miles north of Charlotte, and like much of the country, especially the south, property values have soared in the area. In Mooresville, uh, just east of the lake, values climbed 21% year over year, to $360,000 in July of this year, according to Zillow. The area has also seen some influx of new construction, but as we will talk to with Abigail, that has created as much frustration as it has opportunity for real estate agents. Few people in the industry are as qualified, I think, to provide context as Abigail. In 1998, she took over as president of Lake Norman Realty, a firm started by her father, James Jennings, in 1978. She has lived through numerous ups and downs in the industry, including the mid-aught spike in demand and subsequent market crash. Abigail, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So let's talk about where you live, Lake Norman. What is that like and what is the housing market like there? Well, Lake Norman is a beautiful place to be um, in, in our country. Um, As you mentioned, we're just north of Charlotte, which makes us very desirable because a lot of people are are coming to Charlotte and coming to North Carolina in general, and they um, often don't know about Lake Norman until they get here, Um, uh, but it's got something for everyone. It's 512 miles of shoreline, about 33,000 acres of, of lake, and surrounding the lake are multiple towns that all have very unique and individual styles. Uh, You mentioned Mooresville, and that is one of them. Um, It does have waterfront, a large bit of waterfront uh, on the lake, as well as um, shifts to a very historic town. So uh, many of these communities have that uh, because the lake is a man-made lake. So they flooded the Catawba River to make the lake. So these towns, many of them existed prior to the lake, but in the past uh, 40 years or so it's, um, have all grown because of Charlotte and, and now interstate connectivity that didn't exist prior, um, and each are kind of developing in their own style. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that people are coming to North Carolina, coming to the Charlotte area. 
Where are people coming from? They are coming from all over. Um, there's just is a lot of interstate movement, but from the outside of North Carolina, the top one is actually Virginia, uh, followed closely by Florida, um, South Carolina, New York, and Georgia. Um, and then California, which I really thought was, uh, we see a lot of Californians coming this way, um, was going to be higher. And it, it may be in 2021. I'll look forward to see what the final numbers are. So this was, um, these were in, uh, as of a 2019 report, so I could not find an actual 2021 um, at the moment. But uh, but those are the those are the ones we typically see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the clients that you speak with, why do they say they're moving to your area? Change of pace, change of lifestyle. Sometimes it's relocation. It's a job. A lot of relocation business in our area. Um, you know, wanting space, wanting uh, lower property taxes. We see that shock a lot, especially from our friends coming from the Northeast. Um, cannot believe what that our property taxes are, are much lower than what they're used to up there. Um, those are some of the main reasons. Family is a big one. So you get one member of a family that comes to our area, and then the family members come for a visit, and the next thing you know, the we got a whole uh, a lot of people, you know, it's like a permanent vacation for a lot of people to get to be on that water and come home after work and um, have the beautiful views and scenery and uh, everything it has to offer, which is more than just the lake as well. As I mentioned, those towns and the rural uh, areas uh, still exist. So you can still get land um, and uh, compared to some of the prices in the rest of the country, it's, it is affordable. Although, as you mentioned, um, prices are definitely going up and have seen quite a rise in their value. Yeah. What have you been seeing sort of since the pandemic started that maybe you weren't seeing before? Oh, um, well, I mean, the multiple offer situation, which everybody I think in the country is is seeing a good bit of that, you know, began immediately after uh, some areas in 2020, which were more shut down uh, due to the pandemic, as soon as those got opened up, it was like the floodgates opened and it hasn't stopped. Um, we are seeing multiple offer situations in all price ranges. Unlike the time you know prior to the recession, we saw them in kind of limited price ranges. Um, but now it's in every price range um, from the ones you'd expect in the lower ranges to very uber luxury price ranges. Um, a lot of um, multiple offers, a lot of, uh, we have here what is called a due diligence fee. It's money paid up front that goes to the seller and is non-refundable. We are seeing due diligence fees that are pretty mind-boggling. I believe we had one just uh, on not even a very expensive property. that was over 300000 due diligence just because these people wanted this house. Uh, so that's quite a commitment uh, prior to closing on a house. Wow. And do you see, I mean, that's crazy. Do you see those kind of examples that you're giving, but also just sort of more consistently the multiple offers? Is that as strong today as it was three or four months ago? Or do you see that dropping at all? We are not seeing that drop in our area. Um, The you know, the limited inventory is the biggest problem. And so and there have been little dips. It just goes hand in hand with inventory. So, um, you know, the the demand is still huge. There's just not enough in our area and not enough product for everybody. Um, So 
we are not seeing a decline for lack of interest. <laughs> um, it's, it may be that it's, we have buyers that are, that are having to sit and wait right now because there's just not things that are available to them. Yeah. And for a brokerage for yourself and for your agents, is this a good time then or is, or is this a stressful time? What are the pressures and opportunities right now for Lake Norman Realty because of this crazy market? Well, it's um, it's a good time to be in real estate. I would say yes, um, but I do think it depends on the broker uh, on you know on a lot of things. We are seeing a huge uptick in uh, folks entering the this career as a second career um, and making a change. And I, I think it is very difficult. It's possible, but I want to say that we've definitely had some newer, newer associates doing very well, but it's hard um, to get into this market and not, not have experience and not have um, a client base that, that you can rely on. Um, the, you know, many of our associates that have been here for a long time and do have that client base built up um, are doing extremely well. There's not enough hours in the day for them to, to be helping their clients right now because they're, they are, they're just working all the time, pretty much helping clients find what they need. So it's a, it is a good time, um, but you do need to have resources and be connected and, and have good training. If these are, if you're thinking of joint, just popping in the business because it looks so good. Um, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, people think this is an easy business and uh, we get paid lots of money to be in this business. So why not? Let's get a license and make lots of money. And it doesn't actually work quite like that. Yeah, actually, if you could just elaborate a little more on that, because I think that's really interesting, because I've been looking at how I think like one in 100 people, I'm just remembering this off the top of my head, but one in 100 people in the country are real estate agents. Like, um, I think about 2 million people in the U.S. are real estate agents. 1.4 million belong to NAR. Why are so many people real estate agents and why is this trend even accelerating right now would you say well i think it's because of uh, i think definitely it's covid related um, and making a change you know in our whole economic structure of people you know getting out of certain uh, careers and deciding that they don't want to do that anymore and looking for something else also because of covid a lot of these classes that you used to have to be in person to take they're all online. So people that have time on their hands sitting at home, um, it's really easy to uh, you know, to take the classes and all. I'm not saying it's easy to pass the test. It is a North Carolina does have a pretty good uh, hard test. Um, so that does you know help to, to make sure we have qualified people out there. Um, but getting the license isn't the only step to getting being successful in real estate, um, which a lot of I think people don't understand. They think that I'm going to work hard, study hard, get my license, and then I'm going to be, I'm going to get paid. Um, but that's just the beginning. So to be successful, uh, really, in real estate, you've got to have uh, the next step after you get your license, which is very good training and good support. Um, these are things that our company uh, also does provide to our brokers, uh, and their, you know, their their success rate, I think, proves that that. It works. So the ins and the outs of the, the area, especially in our area with the Lake Norman market, um, waterfront properties you know, have nuances that, that you don't, aren't taught when you get your license. You're not taught you know, where is the, the water level supposed to be? Who owns that dock? Um, you know, some of the some water type related things that you learn from experience and, and good training. 
And so what is, what is it like now at Lake Norman Realty? Because I cover real estate nationally. And when I think of like the North Carolina market, I think of, I think Alan Tate is down there maybe. And I know EXP has made inroads there. And you see all of these brokerages with a national profile and you see the splits that they're offering agents. What kind of pressure is that specifically put on your commission splits at Lake Norman, but just more generally, what kind of competition are you seeing right now? Um, it's fierce. Competition is definitely out there. Everybody's got their their brand and their model. They're working. Um, Alan Tate's a great company. We're members of leading real estate companies of the world, and they're one of our, our uh, member companies as well. Um, follow that same full-service model in a lot of ways, although um, we are more definitely more of the boutique um, uh, size you know, company compared to some one like them, as we really do focus on the, the Lake Norman market. So that's that's one differentiator. Um, regarding EXP, completely different model than us, and that works for some people. Um, and so I'm not, you know, don't have anything disparaging to say there. Um, it's just different. So we are a very, um, we're completely full service, uh, provide a lot to our brokers, provide a lot to our clients. And there's brokers that see that value and there are definitely clients that see that value. So I think there's a place for all of those different models. Yeah. I mean, has it, has it been harder to sort of keep agents in place because of some of these new competitors? You know, whenever there's a new, uh, new shiny object on the horizon, there's always going to be some movement around, uh, knock on wood. Uh, we are, we are, thankfully very stable and growing. So it's what we're doing. We're going to keep on doing. And, uh, and I think, you know, our success is, is proof that it's still very valuable. And one other sort of national trend, I just want to see how it's playing out in your neck of the woods is there's a lot of brokerages right now that are getting into mortgage. I mean, for many decades, brokerages have been into mortgage, but now it seems more than ever the brokerages are like the overhead, the commissions we're paying agents. The only way we can reliably become profitable is to do mortgage, maybe to also do title. What What is Lake Norman's stance on mortgage? I'm going to take it bigger than just mortgage. So I, I do think that um, having uh, diverse services and, and covering anything that a client needs in real estate is very important to do. We actually, our the way we were able to successfully survive and, and really do pretty well on the on the getting out of the recession was because we did have um, uh, property management, rentals. Uh, we also do commercial, um, our relocation business. Uh, we did take a step into title many years back. I found that was not the right fit for us. I learned a lot about the title business, um, but decided to focus on the real estate um, mortgage. We are working on we we've had a um, a good relationship with local mortgage company. Um, we are getting ready to be doing something a little different on the mortgage front. So I would love to talk to you more about that in a few months. One thing, obviously, maybe you're not ready to talk about what you're specifically doing, but what do you think of this joint venture model where sort of there's mortgage company there's a brokerage i guess there's so, yes so we we have been a part of something similar to that in the past mm-hmm. um 
I think that it's it can be tricky, and and so we're I'm very cautious to do things that I really believe are the best for um, the client, um, and not just about how to you know pad the the profit and loss statement. Um, so wanting to be very careful there. Um, uh, agents are in control of the transaction, um, and so they have relationships, and so. We have never forced our agents to use any of our in-house providers, and that has been a good thing for us. Um, you know, we want to have people that are uh, people that they choose on their own to, to go after, not mandated. Um, so sometimes I think when you have those joint venture programs, that can be a little bit of a, of a problem because I think brokers don't want to be told who to use. Um, if they see that what you're offering is the best choice, it makes it much easier. So getting those things set up correctly on the front end, I think is really important uh, to do. But I, but we have, you know, uh, had a joint venture title that is the type of program we did have many years ago for that. Um, what we're about to do in mortgages is a little bit different than the joint venture program. Do you, I mean, do you feel at this point that it's pretty impossible for a residential brokerage to just sell realist resident homes or what do you think about that? I, I think it's possible. I, I think it, it all depends on the size and what you're wanting to do. Um, you know, there's, a, I don't know the stats on it, but as you mentioned, all those licensees out there, I mean, there's a lot of, of licensees out there that, that aren't affiliated with a company at all, or maybe it's just one or two people. And, they may be just, just just as happy as they can be, just you know, going out there and doing a few deals and getting paid, and um, and they may be just fine. So that you know, I don't know if that's what they're after. Then then that's that's uh, could work for them. For our model and our size, I, I just think the old adage, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, makes a whole lot of sense. So to have ourselves covered in multiple ways. Um, because there, there are definitely those pressures on, on commissions, not just from brokers wanting to get paid more, but sellers who want to pay less. So, um, so to fill the gap in, in what other you know, products that we can offer um, that help the bottom line and provide great service, then those are things that we definitely uh, want to include in our offerings. So one thing that we've talked about in the past is because of the market, because there are multiple offers, there's obviously a huge demand for new homes. And so I guess, first off, what is going on with home building in, in the Lake Norman area? Are people able to get permits to build? You know, are homes coming on the market? Is there, you know, supply line crunches that are preventing that from happening? I guess the first question, yeah, is just, are homes being built? Yes, homes are being built, um, but they they also can't keep up. Everything that you just mentioned is a is affecting the new construction industry. Supply chain issues are have um, really been a problem. Uh, rising material cost, <clears throat> some of those that we see are leveling out. Um, but I believe, in my opinion, what what has happened with new construction is just like everybody else. Nobody knew what we were expecting. Uh, when we we had the first COVID shutdown uh, in early 2020, 
and, you know, covering wages, covering salaries, continuing to pay bills for materials when you don't know what is around the corner. I understand why a lot of builders might have kind of stopped and pulled back a little bit. But when they did that, that break in the cycle, I think, um, uh, is what caused, has caused a lot of, of, um, of these rising costs, a lot of the supply chain issues, um, to, and they have gotten us where we are now, um, which is that they cannot keep up. So there, there's a whole lot of them, yes. Uh, let's see. So we're, we're down new construction sales year-to-date, very small, uh, 1.4% down in the Lake Norman region. Um, the Charlotte metro region is actually up 5%. Uh, I, I know that that little dip right there for the new construction down is completely because of them not being able to keep up. It's not because of uh, lack of demand because they're selling very quickly. Yeah. And what kind of opportunities are a real estate agents seeing right now from that new construction or agents able mm-hmm. to work with home builders or what are you seeing? That's a mixed bag too. Um, unfortunately, we have seen some builders that cho- choosing to, to try to do their best to literally cut out the broker in the transaction, which I definitely think is a disservice to the consumer um, to not have representation. Uh, we've, uh, I did pull my, my associates in, in wanting to get their most recent information <clears throat> dealing with home builders who's still um, working nicely with us and, and who is not. Um, and sadly, there's, there's quite a few that are, are really have changed their tune. I've, um, you know, I've asked, uh, you know, my broker said, you know, how are you going to feel about this when the market changes and they're coming back and, and begging, uh, which, um, you know, previously uh, our new construction builders really did uh, treat us well and, you know, want to, us to know their product paid fair, you know, commissions. Um, and a lot of that has changed. That's not to say all of them. So, uh, you know, DR Horton, True Homes, uh, Adams Homes, all are still doing very nicely. Um, we've had some reports, though, of actually uh, builders offering the house for less if they will not bring a, uh, a broker and aren't represented um, by a, an agent, which is really unfortunate because that that client doesn't understand they don't know the difference um, they don't know what they're potentially missing out on uh, and our value to that uh, client is very real I mean I've personally been in transactions with new construction uh, builders for friends that have gone to a, a new community without me um, and after I look over their information realize they're leaving money on the table on various points. And so unfortunately with the, with that situation, those, those customers aren't going to know what they missed out on probably until they go to resale and then they'll probably learn then or yeah. other things that they're missing out on by not being represented. You know, we had one, Stanley Martin homes completely cutting brokers out of the picture. Um, Ryan homes going with flat fees and very low percentages and yes, I think this is going to affect them when the market does turn around, because as we know in real estate, it's cyclical. Things change, although we're in a, a moment right now that history has never seen before in real estate, at least in our area. Things will come back around. Things will circle back around and, and steady out. And, and so that'll be interesting to see what happens when, when that time comes.
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on here. I think Ryan Homes, Stanley Martin Homes. Like I haven't talked to those builders specifically, but when I have talked to builders who are not paying agents right now, they basically tell me, "Look, like people are almost lining around the block to buy these homes, and we're already paying extra for wood, for electrical wire, for other supplies." you know, the last thing we need to worry about right now is paying an extra $12,000 for an agent. So I guess, what would you tell a builder, maybe maybe more relevant, like what would you tell a customer if the customer is like, look, like I know I want to buy this home. I'm on a waiting list for 20 other homes. Why do I need you to tell me that I can buy this home? Like what is the value in this specific market right now? What is the value of a buyer's agent? I think to thoroughly understand the contracts, um, thoroughly understand the inspection process, things happen with new construction um, that built that people don't understand. Just because you see, you know, a plat doesn't mean that that's your land unless you have a survey. Um, there are definitely issues that buyers need to be aware of that uh, they won't be aware they will not be brought to light if most likely unless they're extremely savvy um, and are asking those questions themselves. We're not. Um, I do want to say that we still assist our clients no matter what the um, commission offered is or lack thereof. Um, so we are not putting it out there and saying, if you, if you go see this XYZ builder, we are not going to help you. Um, so we are there for our clients no matter what. Um, it's just unfortunate that we don't uh, get paid <laughs> sometimes when we're in those situations. So um but we're doing all right, and uh, we do put our clients first. So that's that's the main point. And in, in terms of sort of like the what will happen when the cycle goes down, I mean, has this happened before? Have you seen like maybe in the boom times, the mid-2000s, like home builders turning their back on agents and then losing business? Or is this kind of new what's happening right now? This is very new. We We have never seen anything quite like this, but we've, like I said, we've never had a market like this. And I do under, I do have sympathy um, for builders and the rising cost uh, in every way. But I think to cut out this part of the, of the service for customers is short-sighted. So I don't know where that will end, but I, I think to not be short-sighted in decisions is, is usually a good thing to, to look at the, look at the long picture you know, some builders are still doing it. So it's not, if everybody was doing it, then it would be one thing. But the fact that we still have many builders that are, are still doing the right thing and understanding that, that the broker can bring value and can help them too. Um, we've got agents that really specialize in the new construction and truly bring value to their clients and understanding the ins and the outs of when things come up that if that, customers left on their own, I shudder to think what how some of these transactions would end because things happen during that that building cycle that it's important to have a representative in there to help and fight for you if, if things go south. Very interesting. I want to close just, you talked a little bit about it at the start about the Lake Norman area and some of the various towns around there. I think it's important for me as someone who's been living in Los Angeles, I'm in, in Chicago right now to sort of get a better understanding of all these markets. So I guess just in closing, 
what might be a misconception that people have about the real estate market in the greater Charlotte area in North Carolina? What should somebody in the Midwest or in the West know about Lake Norman? Great question. Um, I think one one is something that hasn't changed, and that is that there still is a misperception that um, property values are very cheap. Um, so we do get that that lot, like you know, the quest that I want waterfront for five hundred thousand. Well, you're not going to get maybe without a house, <laughs> um, but uh, but then you compare it to you know San Francisco or or other or places, and it is uh, much less. So it. Uh, it's not dirt cheap, I would say, um, but compared to uh, uh, other areas, maybe in the South, we are a little bit uh, more expensive. Uh, waterfront definitely is um, uh, and, and still growing as far as its value. Um, I think we talked once about, you know, just the supply and demand about, you know, waterfront property. It's limited. So the value is there. It's not they're not making new waterfront property. So um, those prices are going to just keep on going up most likely. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Abigail Jennings, thank you so much for your time on this. This is a really good conversation. And yeah, this has been Houses in Motion. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you so much, Matthew. On September 27th and 28th at the Omni Hotel in Frisco, Texas, Housing Wire will host its second annual event, which will be in person for the first time. Housing Wire Annual offers each guest the opportunity to gather with top industry professionals for exclusive content, technology demonstrations, and unbeatable networking. Find out more by going to the events tab on the Housing Wire site. You won't want to miss out on this event, so register by September 20th. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.